Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. Every week, we pick a topic and make you a mix. Julia, what's this week's topic? This week's topic is all about us. Ooh, I love my favorite subject. back y'all we're back and it's 2019 and this is a full it's episode 2020 oh shit <laughs> it's 2000 <laughs> feels not, like 2019 you know, we're, not, we're not gonna retake that no, screw it nothing's changed from Nothing 2019 changed. Nothing. all that hope that we had that the year would be a lot better and greater than last year nope no not really and so just just to catch you guys up on where we are right now julie and i are both dodger fans and uh an injustice an injustice has been done so this podcast will no longer be available in the houston greater houston area so we don't know how we're going to keep the internet from you but let's be real you probably don't have it anyway you, you guys did this to yourselves <laughs> you did this to yourselves okay you, you have no one else to blame dodgers uh if you don't know what we're talking about the dodgers uh, 2017 World Series playoff run was stolen yep. by the fucking Astros. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, by stealing pitch signs and everything else. It's a bummer. They fired two people. They got a five million dollar uh, five million dollar fine. I feel like that's a slap on the it wrist. It is a slap on the wrist because by firing two of those guys, he basically has saved more than five million dollars. So. Oh, for sure. So fuck that team. Anyway, <gasps> hey. Guess what's not going to get played on Mixtape Mixtape Podcast? Any bands from Houston. So sorry, you're not getting played. I am not playing Selena. We're good. That's it. Tell Selena, <laughs> hit the bricks. Okay. I know she's Coma floor from the grave, she's lady. She's from Texas. Yep, you're out. So Okay, let's talk about today's episode. Yeah, all right. We're like... I'm pissed. We're at the... <laughs> okay, so it's the beginning of 2020, yes. but we're kind of... We've been talking. We've been doing this podcast for one and a half years, almost two years. 1.5 years. And uh, we thought... Not that we're lazy or anything, but we thought, why not reintroduce ourselves via song? Yeah, we're going to reintroduce ourselves so that people who just tuned in are like, well, who are these fools that think they know everything about stupid stuff? And we're like, well, here's the thing. We don't know everything about stupid stuff, but we know a lot of stupid stuff. Yes. So, and I don't bother to fact check. So yeah, no. no I don't, don't bother care. to fact check. This, you're just getting the raw opinion. Yeah. Okay. If you want solid, verified news, go to Fox News. Okay. Because they have it. What do you do? Do not believe what we say. Uh, anyway, but no, we're so essentially reintroducing ourselves. Julia and I are fans of music. We we have I think our show runs a little inside baseball. Our podcast runs a little inside baseball when it comes to the music business and bands. But this is an opportunity for you to kind of hear like, oh, this is kind of the the songs they were into that kind of encapsulates them or or whatever. And then maybe you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe they we don't want I want to listen to a hardcore metal <laughs> podcast. And they yeah. they have those. So you can do that. Those exist. Those exist. Don't so. think we've played oh, when we had Adele on the show, we did play, we did some, play some metal and yeah. some metal. Mm-hmm. That was about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um but yeah, let's we wanted to uh, just so you know who we are and where we're coming from. Um I have no music background. I am just a fan of music. I have no commitments to bands. I like. I just like listening to music. She she has a a background in fashion. Yes, sort of. 
Retail fashion. Retail fashion. Retail fashion. I know the business. She knows the business. Oh boy. What about you? You're you're a musical legend. I, <laughs> in orange. In my own <laughs> mind. Yes, you're right. No, um, I I actually have a little bit of a background in music just because I play music and I've been in bands for many years. Uh, I started playing in bands when I was 15 years old, and uh, I'm not 15 anymore and i still play in bands it's let's just say it's been about 300 years since i've been oh since yeah I've been playing music yeah, feels so, like yesterday feels like yesterday right but and, uh, mike's mike has a lot of music knowledge mike watches a lot of music documentaries reads i a used lot to of be books. that guy who um who would i would read i would go to borders because i didn't have any money uh-huh. and i had plenty of time and no money mm-hmm. so i would just go in there and like i get a coffee and i would read like the music biographies yeah there's this really great book called um it was like the oh gosh doghouse i think was the publisher doghouse guide to alternative music and it had all the bands like what would be considered at the time what we would now consider indie bands but then were like Mm -hmm. the college rock bands from 1975 till like the current day which is probably 1995 yeah and so it was it was like two inches thick and it was basically a reference and it had each band kind of like like profiled and then it had like it would have all the members that are in the band and the other bands that those members were in wow and it was amazing and i i would like fall down the rabbit hole in this thing and yeah. I, so I ended up buying it you know because that's, that's how valuable it was but for years even into the 2000s even into like the like 2010s i would be sitting on my couch and i'd have a bookshelf on my couch and i'd be like mm-hmm. oh and I would just pick up the doghouse dog book and look through it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So thank you, doghouse, who whatever you are, for making that because that was really cool. <laughs> I bought it for a dollar ninety nine in clearance. So Perfect. Anyhow, Julie, you want to go first because uh, if you're picking songs that encapsulate you, let's hear it. Yeah. So my first song, um, Coma Floor. No. No, just asking. Oh, we can't play her. We can't. Sorry. She's banned. Oh, damn. Um, so I am Mexican-American. My parents are from Mexico. I didn't care too much or didn't explore too much my heritage when I was younger, but I'm all about it now and love learning more and more. And a big part of my life has been listening to my parents' music and oh, thinking sure. it was dumb. And every kid does that and weird that they don't listen to American music, that they listen to music in Spanish. So I'm going to do this in parts and I'll skip around. Um, but the first song is a song that my dad likes and a group that my dad likes and that I love now. So I'm going to play a song for my dad, my mom, and then kind of where I landed in all of this. Okay. So, um, that's, a good, that's a good way to do it. Maybe I'll have to change mine and do that too. All right. That sounds good. That could be a whole episode. I was thinking, do we invite our moms onto the podcast and do a mother's My day? mom would be absolutely terrible. <laughs> Who cares? I think it'd be cute. She'd be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> my mom would say that, but in yeah. Spanish. Play um, Neil Diamond. Okay. <laughs> Hey, what? Hot August Nights. Just play the whole record. (laughs) If that's what she wants, it's what she wants. Um, So I'm going to play this band, Los Panchos. Uh, We've played them before on, I think, one of our mini-sodes, one of our singles episodes. But this is um, just them singing. And the song is called Contigo Contigo Aprendi. Sorry, my Spanish is not that great. Aprendi. Que puede un beso ser más dulce y más profundo Que puedo irme mañana mismo de este mundo Las cosas buenas ya contigo las viví Y contigo aprendí que yo 
I thought it was very good. Yeah, it's old timey music. It's old timey. I enjoyed it. Um, I I don't think me asking if uh, Contigo is the name of a container <laughs> is racist, but apparently it is. So I apologize for what I said out there. I think it's all within context. <laughs> okay, I don't know. It's just, you know, at the gym I see them. There's Contigo containers everywhere. <laughs> I think they patented that. Like, whatever, that man. I, just, I thought it might have been named after the band. Maybe they got you know this is why they don't do music anymore. They got rich off of something. I didn't know. <laughs> I think they're probably all dead. Uh, That's, yeah. that, I think this group is from like the 1940s. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, my dad's a little bit older, so. Well, your dad is not as old as my dad. <laughs> my dad was fifty when I was born, and I'm old as blue. So uh, yeah, um, he was young, a little younger than I think he was forties then. If he's seventy something now, I'm in my mid thirties. He yeah, he was. Yeah, my dad passed mid-40s. away in 1989, and he was 63 then. Oh, so yeah, so, so young. it's been yeah. 95. I mean, geez, I don't know. Well, wait, 227. Do you want to live to 95? No, no. Yeah, I guess it depends on what condition I'm in. I if have I, no desire to, no, I not wanna, at all. I don't want to be like Ruth Bader Ginsburg who can't, God bless her, but she can't hold her head up. Yeah. You know, so, I don't want to do. That's not true. And she actually just said that she's uh, cancer free. Wow. I, great. Great. But we she need her. cannot hold her head up and she probably is hunched over all the time. I can't can't be an old person with a hump on my back. She works out. You probably like 40s will be. I probably I have scoliosis, so I think it's gonna happen. Oh no, you're dude, <laughs> you're just counting days at this point. Like wait, come on. I don't even take <laughs> so, care of it. It's, I know. it's I happening. I got scoliosis, it turns out. I got a bone disease. Turns out you are gonna Yeah, okay. And yeah. I don't drink maybe, milk. Maybe mate milk. 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 Have you seen milk? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's a it's an al- milk alternative in like the like the Whole Foods. Oh, I bet your man loves that. No, we've never tried it. Oh, okay. But they have chocolate milk. I I can and see your I can milk. see your husband going crazy for some milk. <laughs> we just laugh about it. Milk. Um. Uh, anyway, my uh, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, parents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> that was my brain going. Bzz. Imagine if I smoked weed. Uh, imagine how like bad I would be if I smoked weed. Anyway, uh, so yeah, my, my dad was old when I was born, uh, and he had a, a Volkswagen Bug, mm-hmm. and of course, I ended up having Volkswagens. I, I like Volkswagen, and I still, I just sold a Volkswagen like a year ago. I I like them. And uh, so my dad had an 8-track player uh, in his Volkswagen, and he had to have this little adapter thing that you could put a cassette, like a regular cassette in. And then put it in the A track, so like it would play a regular cassette. Oh, you know cool. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. little, and then he had to have a, a like a, a a matchbook, and I remember it being a, a Utotem matchbook. Utotem used to be I don't like even a. Know what that is? Utotem was like a Seven Eleven. Okay. Uh, but it was like a totem pole. So it was very racist. Totem pole, and it was like Utotem. You mean you bring your bags and you yeah, tote them yeah, out. Yeah. You tote out your groceries. Anyhow, and he put that in there, and that's how it would run right. But uh, we would. My dad's a creature of habit, much like I am. I am my father's <laughs> son, and he, uh, as I drive to Whittier to get my haircut every couple of weeks. Oh my god! My dad, even when I lived in Long Beach, I'd go to Whittier to get my haircut. <laughs> That's crazy. My dad uh, used to get his haircut in the city of Downey, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he went to the same barber. And I remember being in my dad's Volkswagen, smelling like uh, uh, Pinod's Clubman, which is like an aftershave mm-hmm. that they put on you. And I still use it. Uh, but listening to this song, uh, talk about old school. It's the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B by the Andrew Sisters. Here it is. 
He was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowin' reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I love it too. They like, don't make them like that. They really don't. I remember being a kid and listening to it and just being into it and thinking, there's three people singing at the same it's so fast. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, wow, I was a kid just amazed with like a hard part and my dad's same haircut just on a little kid. You yeah. know, it's the same haircut that my dad had. You, uh, yeah. Okay. So that reminds me of this episode of Bob's Burgers where Gene um, wants to look like his dad. So he shaves his hair to look like Bob's with the like bald the spots bald spot, and everything. Yeah. And then he takes that hair and glues it as a mustache <laughs> on him. And then he wears a white t-shirt and the gray pants. And then he starts mimicking Bob the whole day. And he keeps, he calls like his mom, Linda or Linz or like, yeah, and like even Tina starts asking him for advice and stuff. It's just, it was very good, <laughs> but he's funny. just a mini Bob. I used to be a mini, a mini version of my old man. So it's, <laughs> you know, I'd come in and just hang out and they'd all be drinking beer like at the, at the, I remember um, I was really into um, Three's Company, the show Three's Company, uh-huh. and I asked my sister um, how I could get my hair to look like uh, John Ritter's from Three's Company, <laughs> which is like parted in the middle and kind of like feathered yeah. back. And I told the barber I wanted it like that, and he goes, "You want feathers?" And it was like this—he was like this cholo Mexican dude that was my dad's mm-hmm. buddy, and uh, his name was Bernie, and he had this like. Indian like headdress because he was Ameri- he was half Native American okay. and half and, and half Mexican and all cholo and like all street like mm. Knights of Columbus Catholic dude he he ends up getting this like Indian headdress and he goes here here's some feathers for you put these feathers <laughs> on and he did his best he cut my hair the way I wanted it uh, and I thought it was cool so anyway <laughs> going down memory lane here. yeah all right that's autobiographical all right. it's autobiographical it's we couldn't make it up Okay. Um, we didn't play this last time. Okay. Coma so Fort? we, yes. Okay. Perfect. Actually, I did end up playing that, didn't you I? Did play at it. some point. I played it too. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I played a different version. If you hear any background noise, uh, audience, since you're being acquainted to us, yeah. what you may hear is the house troll, also <laughs> known as Dwight, who is our, our very tall, thin pug. And he's usually chewing on something or, or I don't know, going to town on something. He might stop and drink water and you'll hear that. So he's around here and he's making noise. I I can never (laughs) see him, but I can hear him everywhere. You can hear him. Yeah. Okay. He's in the walls. Yep. Um, Okay. So he's not like that damn house troll that gets, uh, okay. I won't give away about how the lazy writing on that, on that Harry, on that Harry Potter thing where Dobby dies. Okay. I'm not going to talk about that. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyways, he's very upset about it's, that. It's just lazy writing. Comes out of nowhere, saves everybody. Well, and you know, dies, she whatever. is a monster now, so don't support her. Oh, is she a monster? Why yeah, is she a monster? She's now? anti-trans. Oh, is she? I don't. That can't be. She is. She tweeted it, and then she doubled down on it. I believe so. Oh, she's anti-trans. Yeah. Hmm. I don't mind trans. I'm trans positive. Considering that Dumbledore was gay, you thought that she would be a little more progressive about that. Stuff, I have no idea. That's. Nope. I hear what I hear. 
So surprisingly, surprisingly, on the first time we did this, and you can go back and listen to this, although the sound quality is terrible on that very first episode. You don't know. You don't want to do that. <laughs> listen to episode six and up. Like that's not that's but not fair we, to you. We didn't play the Smiths, and the Smiths are such an integral part of. We didn't play the Smiths. No, no one played the Smiths on that. So oh, wow. we would be idiots, or I would be an idiot if I didn't include them on my my list because they're one of my favorite bands of what all song time. Are you gonna play? ask oh that's cool all right. yeah that's i love good. this song you know what and as a tribute there we should do smith's covers the rest of the way <laughs> <laughs> all right what if it just naturally turned into that yeah okay so i'm gonna play ask and it's a great song i love this song i when i was a teenager and not thinking too deeply about it i always connected with the shyness is nice quote because i was just an awkward teen so it just worked for me really well but let's yeah we have to definitely dive into mexican americans and their love of morrissey and the smiths i think when i used to subscribe to spin magazine i saved that article about the why mexicans and cholos like love the smiths so much Mm -hmm. i still have it i gotta find it i have a do with rebels and romantics right i have this like binder of uh of all these articles that i used to clip out yes it was great i loved it yeah. I miss that. And we'll talk about that. Okay. Right, cool. I mean, it's a great song. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Smiths fan, so mm-hmm. I mean, I remember getting. Uh, I've told this story on the air before, but um, I remember getting a. Uh, I had this guy, Tom Rooks. Tom, if you're out there, Tom was the only like rude boy guy that I knew. That I knew, mm-hmm. and he had a. He wanted to buy a Vespa, and he had like, you'd wear braces, and he had like. Um, he's probably more of like a half skinhead. I don't know. We're, you know, we're kind of between the times that we're an amalgamation we're of an everything. Amalgamation, yeah. Right. But he was moving to Florida or something and, uh, he needed money to move when, well, you know, cause he needed some pocket money. He was too young to have a job. I think we were like 15 mm-hmm. and he started making tapes for people and he made me a tape of bad brains on one side and on the other side, it was, uh, the Smiths strange ways. Here we come. Awesome. And Man, I heard the strange way. I heard strange ways, and I fell off the deep end with the Smiths. Mm-hmm. I like they. I was in it. it. It spoke to me as you know. And then I started getting smash hits and all those other like you know magazines. Single, the, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just trying yeah. to trying to find out more about about English music or mm-hmm. what I thought was English alternative music. I didn't realize it was English pop music. You know. I know. Yeah. So weird that right? it's considered that. Like. I remember off kind of off topic, but um, seeing Ed Sheeran years ago, maybe like six plus years ago in Liverpool for Liverpool Sound City. Sound City, yeah. And he played in a bar with like 30 people watching him. And he was so, in my mind, indie. Right, yeah. And then he comes to America and he's such a pop star slash heartthrob. I don't, I don't get that part, but like such a pop star. It's and You know why? It's because he's not... He, it's the same reason I think in some respects why Morrissey is mm-hmm. it's because he's a non-threatening sensitive boy True. and tweeners can look at that and go, wow, this is a safe 
Mm-hmm. Much like one of my girlfriends, and no offense to yeah. Ed Sheeran, because I, I think Ed Sheeran is is talented for for what he does, um, you know. And uh, I think I think that's what it is. I think that's why any of these pop stars kind of get their start with with teenage like tween girls, like preteen girls, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they're not threatening. Yeah. Right. So like totally. Yeah. The same thing with you know any. I mean, put any name there. You know, Justin Timberlake, or I mean, uh, Justin Bieber, even Timberlake. You know, in the yeah. boy bands. Bieber's pretty threatening, though. Well, now he is. But, <laughs> but anyway. Well, cool. Ed Sheeran, his his uh, personal bodyguard actually has an Instagram account, mm-hmm. and he calls um, Ed Sheeran Bay. He's oh, like, God. just me and Bay hanging out backstage. I and mean, I guess if you're like, around someone for so long. Yeah, it's like yeah. security, Kev, and it's actually really, really funny and well done. Have you guys ever uh, seen... I, I watched it on a plane uh, recently, but I watched um, the... Uh, my mm-hmm. mind is so bad. The uh, it's the movie about the guy who um, the Indian guy in England who uh, gets hit by a car and all of a sudden he wakes up and nobody has ever heard of the Beatles. No, I kind of really wanted to, well I wanted done. to see that. And Ed Sheeran plays himself in it, but plays like a major role in it, and really? it's really really good. Like, yeah, I think the, I mean it's kind of sappy or whatever, but it's really good. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah, no, I, I recommended it. It it's an entertaining afternoon or you know hour and a half of watching. I watched like I said on a plane. It was the best choice that I could have made at mm-hmm. that time. So, um, well, we want to talk about uh, uh, autobiographical songs and play a song that um, my mom would like to would like me to play. Okay. And my, my mom was a very big Beatles fan. And uh, so in that, we used to have all these like Beatles kind of albums or earning like the Beatles box sets or whatever. We'd, we'd have we'd have them around the house. And so I, I learned, I heard the Beatles before I heard a lot of things. Um, and so I'm going to play one of my favorites and one of my mom's favorites too. Uh, it's In My Life by the Beatles. That I like. I, I we actually got, or I got a lot of flack from people for not liking you the did? Beatles. Yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> and I know. I think it's just the Beatles music that's been shoved down our my throat for so long has been like the really early pop hits. Yeah, I I can understand that uh, because I, I'm the same way about classic rock music. Mm-hmm. Like um, people are talking about how good the eagles are or any of those type of bands and they're right the the eagles are a very good band Mm -hmm. they write well the songs are memorable i mean you know them all but i can't i just don't have a place for them in my life because i've heard them so much Mm -hmm. you know i hear i always say like if you hear it in the dentist office then it's it's not something you want to listen to now it's associated to me getting my teeth scraped and i just don't want to hear hear it music yeah exactly so but the beatles themselves i mean they I said it before, and I've, I'll defend the Beatles to the day I die. Mm-hmm. There's just some magic that those four guys, I mean, you can't say anything that hasn't already been said about the Beatles. But the fact that they every genre is represented with the Beatles. They, they you know, I don't care if it's hip-hop or punk rock or whatever. I mean, every genre is represented with them. They, they mm-hmm. really, they took that craft and they could have done 
the same record over and over again. Totally. It'd been like the Dave Clark Five, but they decided to no, we're let's use this. Let's use the yeah. studio time. Let's figure. Let's let's push push boundaries. And for that reason, they're great. I mean, and and I always refer to it like this. You know, there's a dossier because he's a subversive person that could influence people. And John Lennon. Mick Jagger didn't have a dossier from the FBI. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. cared. He was a sycophant, you know, and he still is. Mm-hmm. So not that they're bad, but, you know, it's just I like the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones different. are fine, too. Yeah. You know, so, but there are no Beatles in my book. I'm a Beatles guy. There it is. I've said it. <laughs> People, stop. Stop. He's just told you. Yeah. I Get just told over you. it. Also, give Julie a break, okay? She doesn't like the Beatles for whatever reason. Who knows? I don't know. I'm learning to appreciate it. 2020, I will appreciate I will listen to them more. Okay. Because do, that hey, was good. Don't do me any favors, man. I'm just saying, your whole <laughs> life is waiting for you right there. Just listen to some records. You'll be fine. <laughs> You've been to Liverpool how many times? Jeez. I Gotta know. enjoy that. I'm going this year again. You to, oh, you know what? So you didn't have an emotional experience like at, in Liverpool. Like I had an emotional experience at Liverpool when I was, you know, been to the Cavern Club a few times mm-hmm. and our good friend Barry. Hey, Barry, shout out to you, but. You know, and being around, I actually had an emotional time when I was there, like, and I had to kind of keep it together because I was with your husband at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had to like kind of keep it together. Had I been by myself, there may have been times when I would have broken down, you know, there really, yeah, for sure, Hmm. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Even think about now, I'm getting kind of like, oh, I don't even want to think about that. I got to move on from that. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so I'm moving on from that. Okay. (laughs) Um, We'll jump to the next song. So. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, too. I don't remember what episode. But um, in high school, I was very sad and very... I lacked a lot of confidence. uh, Just a mess. And oddly enough, this one book helped me out of it. Um, It was called Life is a Movie Starring You. And it's by this woman, Jennifer Brandt, and she had a zine at the time called Pesky Meddling Girls. And it was just this really cute, like, zine that was about retro movies, retro fashion, mixed with, like, punk rock and, like, Madonna and Betsy Johnson and Anna Sui and, like, Hmm. you know, Jane Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe. It was, like, a, a mishmash of all this cool stuff and things that I am into and was into, and I found it all in one spot. Yeah. So she had this, like, teen self-help book that honestly pulled me out of what was it called? life as a movie starring you. I'm going right. to post a photo of it. Okay. Um, and my zines too. So I loved it. I came out of my shell. I started wearing what I wanted, doing what I wanted, being comfortable or as comfortable as you can be as, as a teenager in where right. I was. Um, but one of my favorite things in that book was she had many playlists and this song was on one of her playlists about like, getting ready for the night or getting ready to go out. So it's Little Richard's The Girl Can't Help It. Oh, cool. And I just love, this is a live version, and I just love the way it, it, I love it live. Let's hear it. Yep. Uh, I thought that was cool. I, um, I like the idea of the eighties were in the nineties also, mostly the eighties were such a weird time for like awakening socially. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had like punks 
and new waivers and this clash with the the early acceptance of the gay culture mm-hmm. and uh, how it all mixed together. And so when you're talking about a zine like the one uh, you're referring to, which I've never seen. But, I'll bring it over next time I come over. But those type of things were so prevalent in the 90s. It seemed like there was such a return to retro and retro pop, yet yeah. yet modern pop, yet 80s pop. There was mm-hmm. almost like there was a return to 80s pop in the 90s, which was weird. It's it's like there yes. was all this kind of mashed together. And so that definitely defines uh, the time there. So I, you know, whereas I don't know anything about it, I really like that. I really like that we came from a time where there were zines and, and um, you know, a kid would make them and he would call a band and interview them and then type it out on a typewriter and then paste mm-hmm. that and then Xerox it a thousand times, you yeah. know, whatever it was. That effort to get your voice heard. Right. You know, right. that's a that's a lot of work. Yeah. And and I always say that too. It's it's like being in bands, you know, where you would, you would go and, uh, you know, make your flyers for your shows and, and you know, you'd have to make the flyers and cut the shit out, mm-hmm. <laughs> like spend all this time at Kinko's cutting things out and do it. And we would do them on a, on like a, uh, what do you call it? An overhead, like plastic thing and then have a colorful background behind it oh, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. C- make color copies and then have, and then take them to Staples cause it was cheaper to cut them at Staples and all this other crap and then drive around and put them places. And now it's so convenient because you just make a flyer, you post it and yeah. people go to your like show. Two clicks and you're but, done. But the drawback is, since there's no barrier of entry or creativity to it, there are so many things that are out there. It's like the, mm-hmm. the drawback is you just take two clicks and post it. Mm-hmm. So I really respect that kids took control of something and they said, this is ours. And, and, you know, without even knowing that they, they took action, which is pretty awesome. So yeah. anyway, she was great. Good she for was you. my teen, teen idol. Um, so I don't know where the Beatles and the Andrew sisters come together on the other side, <laughs> but if I guess the two of them have a baby, uh, maybe it's Elvis Costello. <laughs> I don't know. Cause Elvis um, Costello is one of my absolute. We'll have to do like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, right, right. With, that, that he works. turns out one of the Andrew sisters actually played with Elvis Costello's dad. And then, you know, it's like two degrees. <laughs> um, I read every documentary about Elvis Costello. I've, uh, I've seen him several times. I own everything uh, that he's put out, um, and I really, I really like him. But it was songs like this. I mean, Radio, Radio, obviously was like the big one that uh, that really got got me involved in in his music. Uh, but this song in particular, because it kind of melted a, a it melted a little uh, reggae dub style um, and a little bit of ska with it as well. Uh, and it's Watching the Detectives by Elvis Costello. Perfect. That's girl's that one with a defect. Still a plain shrink, grab so correct. Red dogs under illegal legs. She looks so good that he gets down and picks. She is watching the detectives. I've always loved Elvis Costello. I was thinking of putting him on my list too. Yeah. Um, well, you can. There you go. <laughs> I, I just, um, it was a different type of punk. Yeah. And that's what I loved. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he definitely was, he is or was then. And, um, okay. He was a, a, the Lego piece that connected pop music and mm-hmm. punk music mm-hmm. and, you know, new wave kind of wound it all up in a package that was intelligent 
and still is, still is very intelligent and palatable. I mean, you know, and the fact that the guy, like, you know, he's got a connection to the ska community because he produced the first specials record, like, you know, it's, uh, and then Stiff Records as well. I mean, that whole label at the time, just really something special with, with the bands that were on it. So I, uh, yeah, go check out Elvis Costello. I mean, I know everybody probably has heard Elvis Costello a thousand times. Man, he's... But there's only certain Elvis Costello songs that they play on the radio if right. you hear it. So listen to yeah. an entire album. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Miami's True is a good place to start. They actually re-released Miami's True with, with all of these Nashville sessions that are on there and, and other things. Uh, if you really are more... Elvis Costello introduced me to Americana music because he uh, he did an album called The King of America, uh, and it was in the 80s, and uh, it was really super cool, uh, more of American music sessions. And, I mean, the guy recorded in the early 80s, you know, here's this punk new wave guy, and he recorded the, with George Jones and all these mm-hmm. people, these great country artists. And he, he really taught me that music should be eclectic. You know what I mean? It's okay for you to listen to classical music and jazz and mm-hmm. to listen to punk rock and to listen to the clash and then the sex pistols and then sky and then this and, and Elvis, Elvis Costello taught me that not only is that okay, but you should do that. You know? Yeah. So thanks Elvis. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to play another musical giant in Mexico or in Latin America. His okay. name is, and the song is for my mom. So I remember my mom cleaning in the kitchen to Juan Gabriel. He was a huge, huge, massively, insanely huge. Now he passed away. He passed away a few years ago. A few years ago, yes. I remember that being a huge deal. It it was insane. And I was so bummed because I was going to buy tickets for my mom and I to finally go to a concert. Because after all these years, again, I finally appreciated it and, you know, wanted to share that moment with my mom. And then he passed away. Um, but he was a... I, he had a silky-ass voice, that guy. <laughs> he had a voice. He changed music in that... In Mexico, he crossed over so many different, like, genres. Like, he could do it all. He could do ballads. He could do rancheras. He could do mariachi. He could do cumbia. He could do anything, and he was great. Um, he was gay as gay could possibly ever be <laughs> but i love at a time when it was still on the down low that he was gay, yeah. right? yeah because right. he, he was known as a he had a persona as being a ladies man crooner, totally right? and yeah. that's and i always thought that my mom was in love with him and loved him like mom you know he's gay right like i could just look at him and sure, know yeah. Yeah. and i loved when she would put his concerts on tv and you'd see him one of his signature moves on stage was to lift he'd stand like very close to the edge and put one leg out and lift his ankle and like show off his ankle a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's the very gayest masculine. thing I've ever John seen. John Wayne did that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the women ate it up. I loved it. Wow, that's um, cool. And it was really hard to pick a song, but I'm going to pick one of his earlier songs. No, I'm going to play one of his hits. No. Okay. This is a ballad. It's called Querida. And um, sorry if you don't, understand it. it sorry not it, sorry it's a slow ballad but i'll hit the good parts
like that. Uh, I like you can tell he's a showman and a crooner in that. I mean, it's really cool. Really yeah. cool song. Really cool song and a really good voice. So if you watch any video of this song, like a live concert, he has an orchestra with him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Not just an orchestra. Then he has a whole mariachi group there as well. And then he has dancers. A lot of ground like, to cover, man. It's it, his production is insane. Juan Gabriel's got a lot of ground to cover. He's, he's <laughs> totally. gonna, if he was if he was around today, he'd probably have like a DJ and like a house set up, you know, like <laughs> house house music down in the corner. But uh that no, that's really cool. And you could see, I mean obviously a great voice and i don't know i don't have here's the thing is people think that you need to hear the words to understand what somebody's saying and you really don't you know that's the great thing about music is like hey dude i feel you man i feel you i know i know what you're i know you're trying to get across yeah and my my spanish isn't that great i know spanish from listening to music like this watching tv with my dad in spanish like i i can pick it up here and there yeah el chavo that's where i learned my spanish yeah Sabro Gigante, <laughs> Sabro Gigante and, and El Chavo, Chavo. <laughs> and then All in the Family in Spanish, which is actually surprisingly really? very good. <laughs> what was that? There was a song or a, a TV show from the seventies where they're like Puerto Ricans in Florida. It's like American Family. Yeah, um, and the logo. Freddie was Prince like, was in it, right? Yeah, the yes. logo was like a heart with an American yes, flag right, in it. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that show too. Yeah. Anyways, well, that was really cool. Um, so. Uh, biggest influence on, on one of my biggest influences musically, uh, is, uh, this next band. Uh, I am a huge fan of the replacements and, uh, Sorry. so replacements from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, yes, the same place as Prince and Husker Du and Husker Du gets a lot of credit and as they should for being really innovators for, for indie music. Hi Dwight. For those of you who don't know, Dwight's pig toy makes this noise is uh, is the one he's choosing to play with, and that's why it's up on the table, and yeah. now he's flipping out. So unless you want to hear this, we're going to go ahead and allow him to whine. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Paul Westerberg singing. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, this song really is an anthem, um, and it is far and away one of my favorites. Uh, just, it's called Bastards of Young and, uh, it's off their 1985 Tim record. And I think critics and fans agree, uh, their, their middle three records are pretty incredible. Uh, I actually have, uh, their 87 record, Please to Meet Me, I actually have the album cover tattooed on my arm. So I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of these guys and I'm going to play the song and let it speak for itself. So here's Bastards of Young. Um, one thing that I like about us, what we've been doing with this podcast is you've taught me a lot of bands that I normally wouldn't listen to and probably should be listened to, listening to given what I currently listening to. Yeah. What you like, I mean, yeah. what you say you like. I mean, and like the I think I have a secret. I think when you leave here, you just listen to Kylie Minogue. That's what I think. I do like <laughs> Kylie Minogue. I, I do actually like her. Um, but the replacements are one of those bands that I've learned to like from yeah. being on this show and no. so i'm a fan well that's awesome those three those three records you know let it be um 
Tim and Pleased to Meet Me especially, I think are, are really great. I think they really kind of captured that time. And just like the lyrics in Bastards of Young, you know, it's that he's so poetic without even, I mean, it, you could, you could pass it off as like early indie rock or whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, or classic rock, like where, where it kind of comes together. But, uh, the fact, you know, like the lyric in that song that really grabs me all the time is the, is the ones who love us least are the ones we'll die to please. And yeah. it's like, wow, dude, that's like, it's deep. That's deep. That hits deep, <laughs> homie. That hits deep. You got me. You got me there. So anyway, thanks, Paul Westerberg, and thanks for replacements. What do you got? Um, Another, like, genre that we didn't really touch on. No, no, I guess you did. I didn't. In our first intro mixtape was ska music. Oh, yeah. I think I tried to play to a, a bigger variety to not sound like I'm all about ska, but <laughs> as we've progressed into this... Into these 44 episodes. We're a closet ska episode, or a ska, ska podcast, is that what you're saying? I, yeah, we are. <laughs> Vote for us keep, on... Keep it on the down low. Keep Vote it on for the us on Ska Academy Awards. Yeah, the um, Ska Academy Awards. Nobody, we, we, didn't, we didn't get considered to that. I guess we just play, you play too much damn replacements to I be a know. ska podcast. I, I wrote us in. Oh, Christina wrote us in. There you go. But I'm a ska kid at heart. I was introduced to ska music in the seventh grade or eighth grade, my best friend, her cousin had mail order is fun and ska sucks. And that's what we would listen to. Those are two really good ones. And I, I've been a fan ever since. Um, Those mixtapes or those, those mix uh, compilations were really awesome. back. That was all I ever wanted to buy for three 99. You'd get like 20 bands that you could learn about. Hell yeah. And then you knew their music when you went to go see them. Right. Like it was great. Yeah. Um, one band that I was a huge fan of and oddly enough, you could say married into the ska family was Jeffrey's fan club. Oh so, my gosh. Wow. Such a huge fan of Jeffrey's fan club. And then turns out my husband used to manage them wow. back in the day. There and it is. Had a record were, they label. were his band. They, they were his were band. His band. Yeah. They were like, he, no, okay. He Jeffrey's fan them. club. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying anything <laughs> that nobody in Jeffrey's doesn't know, but I'm saying John was your biggest apostle, man. That guy was yeah. out hustling for Jeffrey's every day. So Respect to John for doing that. So this is a little nod to my hubs and a band that I love and a genre that I love. So here's one more time. Yeah, I remember. I've heard that song live. I don't know how many times. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and to be honest, I have probably haven't heard it since then. And really? when you just played it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that is definitely that." They have that unique that unique sound. The horns are so bright on those recordings. Yeah, it's really cool. I went down a hole yesterday when I was putting this together, and I started went through Jeffrey's fan club. Went Wait, through the hippos. Do you want to give the audience a chance to take a drink because? <laughs> Dwight is. <laughs> Sorry, Dwight. We don't don't mean to interrupt your drinking session. It's like it's cool. It's cool. I love water, man. I love it. Just drink I mean, it away. He's staying hydrated. Yep. His Fitbit is oh, happy. Ding. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Yeah, he's done. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and and you know, so it would be facetious to say that you know Scott isn't a big part of of my life either. I was in a ska band for a long time. Um, and then still now I'm in a ska band years later. Uh, but that being said, my favorite, um, ska band 
or the one, the one, I'm not going to say they're my favorite because mm-hmm. I have a lot of favorites, you know, Fishbone is one of my favorites and, you know, uh, uh, the Untouchables are one of my favorites and, you know, obviously the specials, but this band is one of the only bands in my life where I got the cassette of it, um, of their album Unity and I got the cassette. I, I put it on a long play cassette because the only way you could fit it onto a cassette and uh, I must have listened to it. I don't think it left my my tape player in my Volkswagen Bug mm-hmm. for I don't know months. I don't know. I don't even know. But uh, it's the band's Operation Ivy, and uh, they basically wrote the book on on ska music today, like what what ska music is today. And they were such a short lived band. I mean, mm-hmm. by the time by the time most people knew about them, they were already broken up. Yeah. And uh, and and if so, if you want to go see Operation Ivy today, you can't. But you can go see Rancid. <laughs> yeah, and and it's a it's pretty it they're a mu- they're a much better band. Rancid is a much better <laughs> band, but man, these songs are great. So um, I think if I'm looking, yeah, at, what song do you choose exactly? And and do you play Unity? Which Unity's the name of the record? Do you play that? Do you play? I mean, Room, Room without, without a, a Window. window? Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, Big I used City. To love that song. It was such a, like a uh, here we song. go again. Oh. Let's play here we go again. Okay. okay. All right, let's do that. Here's here we go again amongst the. 27 tracks on this record it's 27 <laughs> tracks long and i think the whole album is like uh 50 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I there you go it. we're uh well, let's let's do here we go again all right with operation ivy here we go again yeah there you go they were so great so really great and and <laughs> think about it that guitar is plugged right into the mixing board there's no amp that's playing it's playing through that's like a crank crank like that's the most low budget mm-hmm. recording method you could possibly have and this is proof that just start your band kids everybody start your band because yeah you might sound like shit but you could be you could be operation you ivy. could be operation ivy you could be one of these bands that They're just starts something band. yeah that that just start you're you're right there at the peak of where all these where all these genres are coming together and you're creating something new. There are so many bands that try to be this now. Yeah. You know, there's so many bands. And uh and still, I mean, I you know, playing playing in a band that has a, a fairly decent local following, we still see these bands show up mm-hmm. and they want to do this and nobody can do it as good. Nobody ever does it as good. So thanks very much, Operation Ivy. <laughs> And it, yeah, and you know what? Just to add, Tim Armstrong is not the singer of that bit. So no, <laughs> definitely not. In thinking of this mix, um, two bands that I would kill to see together or back together would be The Smiths and Operation Ivy that oh, we dude. probably will never see yeah. together. Yeah, if but, it were about the money, we could raise the money, I think. Like, yeah. like you know what? I think Paul Tolle could put that together. Can we do like a change.org thing? Yeah, change.org to get Operation Ivy back together. That'd be pretty oh sick. I, I actually, I'd love it just to, you know, let, let's give the guys some money, man. Let's, you know, they, like, I remember I was, uh, I was talking with somebody. We watched a doc, guess what? I watched a documentary. <laughs> I watched a documentary about uh, Mike Watt and it's called um, We Jam a Cano, and it's, it's, 
I've always played whenever we've done autobiographical stuff, so I'm probably not going to play it this time. Uh, but I always play Firehose or the Minutemen because uh, they were pinnacle in kind of raising me, you know, musically. But I think that uh, they had they had this. <laughs> the person I was watching it with was like more of a corporate person, uh-huh. and and he said, "Well, you know, what's crazy is you've got these guys that have influenced uh, in this documentary. There's." Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Anthony Kiedis and guys from Thrice and, you know, all these great Ian McKay and all Ian McKay and all these great musicians that are in this and everybody's saying how much they owe Mike Watt to like for, you know, for his contribution. Um, and, um, and, and they're like, well, why don't they just like, why didn't everybody just give a portion of their sales to, to that to them or why isn't there a fund or something that mm-hmm. you give I'm like that's a really great idea and that's you'll find out that we're all brothers and in, in this musical journey until you start asking for money, for money. And yeah. <laughs> you realize no nope, we're all capitalists yeah. at, at heart <laughs> anyway so what, what you got next um this one is for my friends who have been a big influence in my life and we're friends that i've had since third grade kindergarten um we've been through so much together and for a short time uh, we were in love with this band and they unfortunately broke up. Pretty Girls Make Graves. Their name is a take on a Smith song. Oh my God. That's Dwight. <laughs> oh, I got a hold of the pig. Dang it. <laughs> and uh, you crafty little bastard. The band itself, Pretty Girls Make Graves, is such a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like you talk about Pretty Girls Make Graves and it's this. Hey, Dwight, can I have that? What do you think? Can I have this? What if I gave you something else? <laughs> Can you pause it real quick? Sure. Pause it. And we're back. Sorry for that. <laughs> Sorry for that. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> you never know. You never know what Dwight's gonna do. So there it is. All right. He's not holding us hostage today. Um. So pretty girls. They are members of Murder City Devils. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, one of that's like another like a another band one, that everyone loves. I love so. that band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the song is Sad Girls Por Vida, and it just reminds me of my friends, and we would joke around, and we would follow this band everywhere, and we would go to all their shows, and we went to their very last show, which I think was at the Glass House um, in Pomona, and I wish they would come back. I think one of their albums has to hit an anniversary this year, so why not? Come back. Do it, please. The kids want you back. The kids want you back. I like that a lot. That was really yeah. cool, really good, and that's a band I've missed. But you see, you have me in Murder City Devils. They're they're have always been a great band, and mm-hmm. um, that's a band that that periodically reunites. So. Yeah, every once in a while they do a show and it sells out. And yeah, yeah, they did great. one at the uh, what's that theater called? Bootleg Theater. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the Observatory was the most recent one. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right, and I missed it. Yeah, that's I missed what, it too. So I went to the. Um, I invited you, but you were doing other things. Uh, to go and see uh, Justin Towns Earl last night with uh, Johnny Two Bags, and part of me that wanted that went to go to see that because I just learned about it on Saturday or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 
um, was, you know what? I always say I want to go to these shows and part of me old man's out and says, oh, well, I got things to do or yeah. whatever. So I'm so glad that I went. And so that's, that's an example of a band that I missed because I was sitting here just saying, oh, well, I'm just going to catch yeah. you next time. And that yeah. was Murder City Devils the last time they were out. So. That's that I love. So I go to shows by myself a lot. Because if I love a band that much, I'm just going to go at this point. Like, yeah, why am I? Not, I'm not going to stop myself. Oh, I prefer, from going. To, I prefer it. I'll, I, I'll uh, tell totally. people I'm going, but yeah. it's like, don't waste your money if you're not going to like it. Like, I, I'm not trying to expose you. I'm not trying to convert yeah. you. I'm going for me, and you're welcome mm-hmm. to go if you think you'll enjoy it. But mm-hmm. at this point, I'm not, hey, man, I, I ain't making any converts. Like, you're either yeah. here, you're not, you're with me, you're not. So, and I'm always the same thing, like dreading it going up to it. But then when I saw Bad Religion last year, I had so much fun just yeah. by my, you're just in the moment and it's just, it's and you're on this, you have this high afterwards after yeah. going to show you have this high and I love it. Well, it's the great, it's the great unifier and the great equalizer that music is, you know, it literally, it's the time machine. It can take you away. Mm-hmm. It can take you to another place and another time and a time when I've said it before and I have to coin this because this is uniquely my own thought, but it, I think music, the music that resonates with us is the music that we listened to when we were invincible. You know, we're free and, uh, that's, and even, even the stuff, even the new music we listen to that it vibrates at that level to where, Oh, I'm invincible when I listen Mm -hmm. to this. So, uh, talk about invincible music, (laughs) uh, with this is not, (laughs) but I'm a huge, uh, growing up my transition into music, it went from, you know, the Andrew sisters to Neil Diamond to mm-hmm. Engelbert Humperdinck to the Beatles, you know, my, my parents' music. And then, um, uh, and Dwight running in, uh, and then, uh, when I started discovering music on my own, there's stuff that I discovered because of, it was rebellious, you know, mm-hmm. or it was like the sex pistols where it was, I saw some kind of wonderful and there was a sex pistols like poster in it. And I wanted to see some of that and I wanted to know what that was all about. And then being a punk kind of did that. And then the same kind of thing with hardcore music that followed for me. Uh, and then like reggae and ska music as well. But the first, first band that I ever chose on my own as like a, as like a person who loved music was REM and I love the band and we did a whole episode about REM, which is, that's way too, I mean, I made Julia, <laughs> I didn't make tedious. her, but Julia listened to every REM record, which man, that's gotta be, it, towards the end, it's hard. It's hard to it do. It kind of just all sounded the same at yeah, some it does, point. Right? Yeah. It's all college rock. And I was like, right, what? exactly. And yeah. It's, you know, given away from the time that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I, you know, she, she took one for the team there and did that and, and I'm gonna make pers- you do UB40. Oh so wow! We're okay, cool. <laughs> we can, we can, yeah, we're we're cool, bro. We're cool, bro. Um, but uh, this is out to my really good friend Dan Park. He's like a brother to me, and uh, and uh, we used to play REM songs. He actually taught me how to play guitar years and years ago. And so we were in a we wanted to be in a band, uh, just him and I, called uh, Driver Eight, which is a REM mm. song. And so his song goes like this. Take a break, 
I think that was one of the songs that I picked to play during the REM thing, I and I, I liked this song a lot. Yeah, so. that's that typic. That has a that's a really good feel. It's actually off of Fables of the Reconstruction, which is not necessarily one of their most popular records, but that song in particular, it has everything you think when you think of REM. It has these vocal the vocals and the harmonies and the vocals but it has definitely has that uh rickenbacker jangly guitar i mean it's mixed well it's a really good really good song and that's for my buddy dan park out there he knows he knows who he is so (laughs) (laughs) that's good yeah exactly (laughs) so this is my last song um i played a song for my dad i played a song for my mom and i'm gonna play me and i'm that me it me it me i'm this that might be the the name of this episode it me um i'm a mix of mexican immigrants and american tv and (laughs) american music (laughs) i don't know where's this going (laughs) i'm just saying but this is a latin band from los angeles that came out in the early 2000s and again they broke up all my favorite bands break up yeah that's that's how it is they're they're they don't stay together pretty girls broke up say ferris broke up uh Los Abandoned broke up. On the positive side, Los Abandoned, I did see, this is why I'm playing them, um, on their Instagram, they posted that they were in the studio together. So I don't know if they're rehearsing. I don't know if there's a comeback. I'll start the rumor right now, but I think 2020, I'm going to hear new music from them or a reunion show, and I'm here for it because I miss it. I was a part of their street team. Um, We went to all their shows. We sold their merch. We did everything. And I made some cool friends from there. And the song is Electricidad. This is one of their big hits. Used to see them on LA TV um, all the time. And they were great. And I miss them. And, you know, they're like an indie rock with keyboards band. And um, they sing in Spanish, they sing in English. And I loved them so much. That's cool. There, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Like a, uh, it reminds me of a Latin like belly. Almost like the, mm-hmm. the quality of the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sounds like if Tanya Donnelly spoke Spanish. That's it. <laughs> and you like. know what? I'm honestly playing it from one of their old like demo tapes. So right. who knows? Like the the better version probably sounds. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but they're not on Spotify. But if you want to hear any of their music, just email me. Oh, look at that! She goes, yeah. I'll make you. I'll make you tape. I'll make you a tape and send it off. <laughs> well, that's cool. So my last song. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't have a song that kind of depicts me musically without playing this band uh and i've told the story before on on the podcast but i had an opportunity to interview him video interview a few years ago for a radio project uh that i was doing at the time Mm -hmm. uh but it's the pixies and um this particular song um just really cool it's debaser it's off of doolittle and doolittle i think is what probably 20 30 years old now yeah um but a quintessential alternative rock record and and you know now you'd call it i guess you'd call it an indie record but back then it was really something special so so really stoked to play it and 
And just, you know, don't meet your heroes. Like, you don't need to meet them. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to know that they hate each other. You don't need to know that, you know. Keep the magic alive. The reason why the singer, nobody likes the singer is because he's a dick. (laughs) Sorry, Frank Black. I love you, but, uh, you know, I wish you loved me. (laughs) It's Debaser by by the Pixies. not to like well, about yeah, that like yeah, i yeah. love that song it was it's a classic that song yeah and... that record just was so good yeah server rosa too actually you know those three too it's, it seems like they come in threes right you got server rosa doolittle bossa nova maybe come on pilgrim i don't know i guess there's four I don't know. There's, <laughs> they, they, they just had such a really good complete body of work that uh you know Really, really great. And if you saw any big band at that time, from REM to U2 or whatever, then you saw the Pixies. The Pixies were invited to kind of add a little art cred Mm -hmm. to... Oh, that that was Dwight trying to jump on the couch. Then he landed on his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you, you, like, imagine my house as a house with a wild animal just running around, that's basically what it is. It's just wild, running around the entire time. (laughs) So, okay, so, hey... Audience. That was our mixtape. This is us. This is uh, the songs. If you if you like the songs or you like the banter, then give us a like and a follow. And and uh, we'll we'll promise to have guests and and we'll promise to have uh, more diverse uh, mixtapes that aren't basically firmly rooted between 1995 and 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies for that. Actually, no, no, 1985 and 2005. Probably I don't know. There's no guarantees though. Yeah. And let's be real. If you're listening to this. And you've already listened this far, you probably are into the same things. If not, you'd be like, "Oh, well, there's no Katy Perry on here. It's ridiculous." Um, have I played Katy Perry? You may have. You may have. I'll, I'll say, like, I'm the pop fan. I love Britney Spears. I love, you know, yeah. Spice Girls, whatever. So you'll hear a lot of that from me once in a while. Yeah, and I don't mind that. I don't mind pop music either. I mean, I like all kinds of music, so you know, it's that's not a big deal, and it definitely has its place. You know, I mean, yeah. My first record I ever bought was. Uh, was uh, Madonna. It was True Blue. I bought it from TG&Y, uh, which was like a Target store. It used to be. Now that now all the Targets, now all the TG&Ys are Targets. But, Sounds like a yogurt shop. Yeah. TCBY. And it, and it was a nice price uh, mm-hmm. cassette, and I bought it. And... With the pink sticker? Is that, was that the nice price? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pink sticker was the nice. What, yeah, was it True Blue? What was the? Oh, no, Borderline. I'm sorry, okay. Borderline. True Blue was after, yeah. Yeah, I had True Blue and, or uh, borderline and then i ended up buying uh like a virgin mm-hmm. and my mom's like what is this <laughs> and man i must have listened to like a virgin probably a thousand times mm-hmm. like just just the keyboards and stuff i just thought it was cool so anyway i think the first album i bought on my own was no doubt tragic kingdom there you go that was the first cd i bought and then at the same purchase i bought that show all that the soundtrack to that show all that who was on the soundtrack to all that uh tlc oh okay i think they did the music for it but yeah go chasing waterfalls i was a child um it was much better than the mary kate and ashley cassette that i had as a kid 
wow, okay. So there are things you don't need to share. Like, you know, <laughs> I've grown. I've grown a lot. I've grown a lot, guys. Well, that's it. That's that's what we're doing. And yeah. if you if you like us, go ahead and give give us a follow or share if you know somebody who, who would like it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Rating us on iTunes really helps us. It gets more people to notice us and puts us up there in the ranks. And I'm sure we don't even exist on the ranks yet. So we need your help. And we need your help. And then, you know, maybe if you maybe if you like I don't know, you like us a bunch, whatever, we'll come up with like a, a sticker, like a like a the white's a wild animal sticker or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> or I listened to Mixed It Mixtape Podcast. I listened to the entire Mixed It Mixtape Podcast podcast episode and all I got all was all a I got sticker. Was a stupid sticker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh nards. Oh. Well, that was fun. Okay, All right. Yeah, well, let's uh, stay tuned for our mini episode, which is coming up uh, next. next week, yep. or it'll come up next if you're listening to this in, in order. That's what we should start doing. Let's start doing that. And then the yeah, stay tuned for the singles episode that's coming up next. Perfect. <laughs> bye bye. See you after this commercial. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind the scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to the website, <laughs> mixtapemixtapepodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the spot- songs on Spotify. Just know that I worked really hard in putting all those playlists up and I have feelings. Or did you work really hard at avoiding other responsibilities? Shut up. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing. We know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review and give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.